with Counselor Mandy Bird. Here, you'll learn practical tools for navigating your losses and hear inspiring real-life stories from courageous people who have moved through their losses and found hope, their own authenticity, and how to give back to the world. And now, your host, Counselor Mandy. Welcome to Finding Hope. This is the last episode of season four. What an incredible season we've had moving through my and Chris's book. Tears are the source of your passion, the power of authenticity and grief. And in this final episode, Cindy, our producer, is going to be asking me some questions that I think are going to benefit all of us not only to support us in our grief journey, but also to help you understand how you can better access and use mine and Chris's book for yourself and for your loved ones. So again, welcome to Finding Hope. Well, it's great to be here with you, Mandy, today as the questionnaire (laughs) on the other side of the table. And so the first thing that I wanted to ask you was, you know, originally what was What motivated you to write this book with Chris? I love that question because it takes me back to when I first started my counseling career. So when I was a graduate student, it became so clear to me that grief was, is um, an underserved topic. And since I began my career 30 years ago till even today, um, it's amazing to me how much more um, professionals and how much more in our culture people are speaking about grief. Even when you and Elizabeth and I um, opened our nonprofit many years ago, which was a grief center, which was all about serving people who were grieving, Even then, from, you know, 2011, 2012, until now in 2022, how many more people are discussing grief, specializing in grief, Um, people are becoming more and more understanding about grief. So what really led me was my passion of how grief um, has been underserved. And even though it is more um, spoken about in popular culture, it is we still have so many um, misunderstandings about grief. And ultimately, because I am so passionate about authenticity, I know that we cannot live an authentic life if we do not include grief. If we leave grief, you know, out with the door slammed shut, we do not have the opportunity to fully discover who we are. Um, And I think another part of what led me to want to do this book with Chris um, is that I, to have the opportunity to create something so meaningful with Chris Saadi was so special to me because um, for those of you that, that don't know Chris, I mean, Chris is one of the truly, honestly, brilliant minds of our time. And, and Chris is a, a really ahead of 
his time in so many ways, his vision around authenticity, his vision around um, freeing the human being into allowing ourselves to authentically be who we are for our own joy, but also so we can help others. So the opportunity to work with Chris, I mean, when Chris approached me with this project, there was no way I was going to say no. Um, And finally, I would have to say that, um, honestly, I know when I was a young child, a young woman, um, there is a part of me that genuinely um, is so sad and tired of seeing people grieving not get the support that they deserve. And, um, yeah, yeah. So that really holds the essence of, of what, why this book meant so much to me, why I was so thrilled that you wanted to do this podcast with me so that we would have a companion where, you know, you can move through the book, but then you can listen to these teachings, you know, go back and listen to it to support you um, as you're moving through the book, or you can share it with your loved ones or your friends to get help and, and amazing, brilliant help for free, <laughs> you know? So I'm just so happy that we're offering this podcast to be a companion with the book. That's awesome. So this may be a little challenging, but what are three main things that you hope people will take away after reading the book? Yeah, that is challenging because there's so much in the book that I'm crazy about. Um, But I, I would say the three main things that I would want people to take away from the book is, Um, truly the reality that there are tools that can support you in your grief journey, that, um, that as much as you may be in, in a tremendous amount of pain or loss in your life, that there genuinely are tools that you can learn that, that are a game changer for you. So not only do we present these ideas um, to support and help, help you with the paradigm shift around how you view grief and how grief can support you in discovering your authenticity, but we also provide you with, with the tools. So that would be number one. Um, the second thing I would say is a powerful takeaway is that this book really is also about joy. It is also about passion. It is also about what helping you discover what lights your heart on fire and introduces you with ideas of how to discover your own authenticity. So that would be number two. I mean, as, as important as anything there is, is knowing our authentic selves. And um, the book talks about authenticity and talks about joy. Um, and finally, I would say um, is that the book really is so much infused 
with hope that when when we're deeply disappointed in life or when our hearts are broken um that there are things we can do that bring us hope and um allow us to truly truly navigate our losses move through those losses and and use what we've learned to benefit ourselves and benefit others yeah i love that you did a great job (laughs) thank you thank you so what would you say you feel is the biggest problem in our culture around grief this topic of grief yeah i think the biggest problem with our culture around the topic of grief is superficiality and what i mean by that is even even um people that espouse working with grief and loss are uncomfortable with grief and loss i think that it's the minimization of a broken heart and this idea that we can fix it I, I think that that is very damaging when self-help or new thought teachings or psychological uh, ideas are teaching that you can fix grief or fix a broken heart and that there are neat and tidy stages you can move through. It's to me, that is a very superficial perspective. When something devastating occurs in our lives, whether it was a a relationship with a beloved ending or, my God, a beloved dying, then how the hell are you supposed to be fixed from that? And I do not appreciate the teachings that leave people feeling guilty and feeling full of shame that they haven't been able to fix themselves. Because there are certain losses that they don't leave us. We can learn to work with those losses. We can learn to move through them. We can learn to, with time and with tools and with a lot of love, you know, we can really learn to even befriend some of those losses and be empowered by knowing ourselves more. But we cannot superficially do a, not, a neat and tidy package. Um, and, and, and that, to me, is the biggest struggle in American culture, is minimizing the reality of our feelings. Because that leaves people feeling depressed and isolated and alone and full of shame as though they're doing something wrong. You know, that there must be, some, you know... I have heard so many people say in my office through the years, you know, what is wrong with me that I'm still in this much pain? And my response to them is a very supportive, loving response that you're in this much pain because this is how much you loved what has been lost. That it's about love. It's not that there's something wrong with you that you're still hurting like that. And, and man, I tell you what, I, I continue to be fired up that our culture communicates that to people because that idea is what makes people feel sick more than the grief itself right. is this shaming idea that there's something wrong with them. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And sort of following along those lines, um, remind me how many years now you've been a psychotherapist. Yeah, I've been in private practice for 30 years. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just mentioned, you know, one of the things that you speak to your clients about around grief. What are, what are some other things that when people come to you and, you know, they've had a loss of whatever kind, kind of what are the, what are sort of the first things that you help them through? Yeah. So I think, well, one of the very first things is the, the, the first step of the process that Chris and I co-created together is about affirming your grief. That is one of the first things we do. And, and we cover that in an earlier episode. Um, and it, you know, and it is also a full chapter and in, in the second part of the book, but what the very first thing that I do with people is helping them combat the shame that they are grieving because I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say, you know, nine out of 10 people that come to therapy for help with a loss and help with grief are feeling shame that they're in so much pain because of what I, we just spoke about a moment ago around how superficial our culture is around grief and how uncomfortable we are with the intensity of sorrow and anger and anxiety that we feel. So the first thing I do is really work with people around educating them um, with th- this perspective of being okay and allowing and seeing how human your authentic feelings are. That's one of the first things that we do. Mm-hmm. And, and the amount of relief that it brings people is a astounding because it's like oh right i'm human oh right i'm supposed to be feeling these feelings this is normal this is natural i'm not doing anything wrong right right that's great so when people pick up this book um talk a little bit about sort of the process that they can go through in reading it and do they need to read it from front to back or can they jump around or Can I talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. One of the things that I'm so proud of uh, about our book is that you can, you know, you can start in section two and you can read, you know, steps one through seven if you like, or you can just go to a particular step, which would be its own chapter if you wanted to read up on paradox, um, which is step four of our process. Um, you can gather so much information and so much help from just whatever particular step you are feeling called to read. Or you can read the first part of the book, which is about the relationship between grief and passion and, and how that takes us into knowing more deeply our own authenticity. So if you are interested in how can I, if you, if you want to understand the ideology behind our seven-step process, you can read that in and of its own. Um, so, so you don't have to use our book as a, you know, a linear from beginning to end. You can, and there's a reason why we outlined and created the book in, in, um, 
the sequence that it's in. However, you can move around and use it in terms of what speaks to you. And I'm, I'm just, I can't tell you how proud I am of that, you know, as a resource tool for clients, you know, and, and a, re, a resource tool for you to help yourself but for you to also be able to help others. It's a book that you can use either way. Right, right. And then also, as you said before, this podcast is a companion piece to the book. Yes. And so each of the podcasts cover a particular theme that's also been covered in the book, and you can go to whatever podcast you want to listen to related to that chapter as well. Yes, yes. And, I, and again, I'm so proud that we, you know, I mean, we've taken the time and put so much heart into this podcast and into our book. And, um, and I, you know, I want you, the listener, to know that we've done it with so much love and um, with so much excellence. So think about it this way, is that if you know someone who is grieving, you can turn them on to the Finding Hope podcast. You know, this is our fourth season dedicated to the book. The other three seasons are also talking about, you know, relevant topics around grief and loss that can be, and and around authenticity that can be so supportive for your loved ones on their own journey as well as for you. And the podcast, once you read a chapter, if you want it to, you know, come alive, if you will, or you want some more examples, the podcast is available to help. Because, um, you know, for all of us, we, we, we often learn by having many learning channels. And so, you know, the book is through, you know, written word and where we access, you know, this um, ability called verbal memory when we're reading. And then obviously listening is, a li- you know, it's, it's listening memory. So um, having those different learning channels can help you in your journey. I think that's great also because, I mean, people learn different ways and it sticks in our brains in different ways. Like, yes. I really love yes. listening, like to podcasts or books on Audible or things like that. It just, so, yeah. Yeah. That really yeah. serves a lot of people. So, um you know, wrapping this um, episode up, just talk a little bit more about what you feel like the benefits are that people um, will have from reading this book and then possibly listening to the podcast as well. Well, um, it's, this makes me think about what a woman said to me after reading the book. Is she said, and I mean, this is, it touched me. It brought tears to my eyes. Um, she said, I feel like you wrote this book just for me. And what, what I want you to know is that it, it, there is such a personal quality to the book. Even though we're talking about, you know, we have these incredible ideas that we're speaking about, um, as well as practical tools, it is, we, we have written it in a very personal way. We, you know, I want you, the listener, and when you're reading the book, the reader, I want you to feel like you have support around you. And, and that is how we created this book is that it's, you know, our love, our caring, our passion is coming through towards 
the reader. So I think you'll be benefited and not only by the knowledge you are going to be gathering and, and, and being empowered in, but also this sense that you are not alone and that we are right there with you, walking with you step by step through this process. Um, the same thing with, with the podcast is to know that there's this incredible information available to you to support you. Um, and, and really, so often what we need is, is big acknowledgement when we're hurting. And, um, and we need information that gives us hope. And the, and the, you know, a huge benefit of the book is being empowered by, you know, knowledge is power. And having knowledge around the grief journey is going to so support you in your grief journey to, you know, one way to think about it. It's like just knowing that, hey, wait a minute, this is normal. You know, I'm not crazy. (laughs) You know, this is normal. And that is such a huge support to all of us. So I think a a tremendous benefit is, is experiencing not being alone, experiencing when you read these words of being witnessed. That's what this woman meant. She's like, I feel like you wrote this book for me. Like we were witnessing her life, her journey. Um, And then literally having tools that can help you on a practical level and support you in your grief journey. That's beautiful. Well, as always, I've loved producing this season with you. And um, I think this has been a great, like, summary and wrap up for season four. Me too. I, I mean, Cindy, I'm thrilled. Thank you for everything that you've done for finding hope overall and for this season, bringing so much excellence. And I want to say to all of you, please share this podcast with your loved ones, with your friends, with your colleagues. Um, it is such incredible information that is so supportive. And we look, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook at Counselor Mandy, on Instagram as Counselor Mandy. Thank you for being with us. And you can find the book on Amazon. Would love for you to leave a review. and. Take good care. See you next time on Finding Hope.